Hello, my friends. It's your buddy Phil here, project management trainer and coach. Thanks for joining me on the PMP exam radio show. Today, I'm giving you a ton of value. We're doing an all-in-one episode. I'm giving you all-in-one to help you for your PMP exam. But before I jump into that, let me ask for your help real quick. I need you to smash that like button if you're on the iPhone, if you're on Android devices, wherever you're listening to this, I need you to smash the like button because it's going to help me reach more people with this PMP exam prep message. I have thousands of minutes of content on this platform, but a lot of people aren't finding it. And the reason why is they, there needs to be more buzz. You see, I need you not only to like it, but I need you to share it with colleague with someone who's getting ready for the exam all right so thank you very much in advance for doing that today i'm giving you all in one advice and this is going to help you plan for your exam so here's the deal you can get certified in 40 days but the big ticket items that you need to get certified are one agile one agile one agile how many times did i say agile <laughs> why because agile is huge on your exam my friend you cannot overstate it you need to understand the agile manifesto understand the values in the manifesto and the principle you're going to thank me later and understand the most widely used agile framework scrum if you understand the agile manifesto values principles and scrum in my mind you have just increased the possibility of passing the exam by over 50 percent in my mind if not a lot more i'm being conservative so make sure you understand the manifesto and then scrum you can find these on the Prazion channel on YouTube. I have over 3,000 videos course free on YouTube that can teach you a number of these topics, okay? Prazion.com. Understanding Agile and Scrum is just the beginning. Then you need to understand what the world of hybrid means. Why hybrid? What is the business case for hybrid? Well, this is talked about on pages 27, 28, in the Agile Practice Guide, read those and really understand what it means to be hybrid. All it means is to be able to use a mixture of predictive and agile as the situation demands. Then, last but not least, you need to understand the world of predictive. And the best way to do that is understand discreetly five process groups, the 10 knowledge areas, and the 49 processes. I didn't say cram. I didn't say memorize. I said, understand. These are the building blocks that are going to take you to success. Again, it's not cramming. It's not memorizing, but it's understanding. Okay. Those are the major building blocks. Now, beyond that, there's more. There's more we need to decompose. 40 days is all you need. But this is what you need to do within the 40 days. One, you need to have covered enough content to get you 35 contact hours. You need 35 contact hours to take this exam. There's no escaping it. So if you haven't joined a course, I want you to join my PMP Elite course. And I've got a course on Udemy. If you go to Udemy, you'll find it. What I am doing there is helping people understand the content and to get their contact hours for the exam. But if you've already got contact hours, that's fine. If you've been for your 35 contact hours of education, this is what you need to do next. Are you listening? Are you listening? Hey, what you need to do next? Study every single 
one of the 35 tasks in a deliberate, intentional, structured way. Taking them down day by day. That's what you need to do. In fact, if you go onto Google and just Google PMP exam content outline, you'll be able to see what exactly you need for this exam. It's that simple. Don't be swayed by the pull of the ITTOs and people who cram the ITTOs or focusing on unwieldy books. That's not going to get you to success. What is going to get you to success is understanding the way the exam is broken down. And it's broken down into people, process, and business. That's one. I'm going to endeavor to put a link below so you get that link and you hone in on that outline and understand it inside out. I'm going to help you understand the outline very quickly. So follow me right now. This is what you need to know as a project manager in a PMP exam. Number one, managing conflict is something you should be ready to jump into to facilitate conflict management. You need to be a facilitator, bringing everyone to the table, have a wholesome discussion where necessary. That's number one. Number two, you need to understand you are a servant leader. You need to understand you are a situational leader. If you haven't read The Ten Tenets of Servant Leadership by Robert Greenleaf, understand that. Read Servant Leadership in your Agile Practice Guide and also look for my videos on YouTube on the Praiseon channel, P-R-A-I-Z-I-O-N. Look on that channel, you'll find a few episodes on Servant Leadership. You also need to understand the Hersey Blanchard Situational Leadership Model to alert you, to sensitize you to the fact that you need to be a situational leader. That's mindset for your test. Number three, you should support the team's performance by giving them healthy, wholesome feedback. Four, you need to empower team members and stakeholders by giving them the environment and support they need, trusting them to get the job done and being a supporter of the team. Number five, you need to ensure people around you, stakeholders, team members are well-trained to do the job. It's part of your responsibility as a project manager. Number six, you need to be able to build a team. Building a team means getting on the same page with a team charter, team contract, social contract, team agreement, ground rules, all those things you need to understand them. And you need to understand the five stages of team development. Number seven, you need to understand you are a roadblock remover. Whether you are in agile, whether you're in predictive, whether you're in hybrid, it's a mindset of servitude, helping the team remove the obstacles. Number eight, negotiate project agreements, but have a strategy in mind and seek win-win. Number nine, collaborate with stakeholders, customer collaboration over contract negotiation. Number 10, build a shared understanding of any issue or problem. Break down the situation to identify the root cause of a misunderstanding. So in the world of PMI, number one, you first of all need to define the problem. Part of defining the problem could be breaking it down into smaller pieces. Then you identify what the root cause is. Then you generate alternatives. But do remember, as you are beginning to identify the root cause, you should have data as well. So these things are 
somewhat sequential. You don't get the data after you've generated the root cause. No, no, no. You need the data in order to do that. So you define the problem, you break it down into smaller pieces, you gather data, you identify the root cause, you generate alternatives, you choose the best alternative, you implement the alternative, and you verify that it actually worked. That is kind of the flow when you're problem solving. So keep that in mind. Number 11, engage and support virtual teams. When we talk about the fishbowl window concept, when we talk about location versus being a virtual team, understand that dynamic. Number 12, define team ground rules. Do's, don'ts, accepted behavior, team contract, social contract, team agreement. Understand what is in there. You find this on pages 49 and 50 of the Agile Practice Guide. Number 13, mentor relevant stakeholders. It just makes sense. Mentor stakeholders. In the world of Agile, this is part of what you expected to do as a scrum master. You expected to mentor, train, and coach the entire firm, not just the one team that you're working with. Number 14, promote team performance through the application of emotional intelligence. Be able to read nonverbal cues, understand body language, understand how the team feels, understand that chemistry around the team. Go with your gut. That whole mindset is easy. Let's move on to the next set of tasks for your exam. This is going into the process domain. Okay, now everything I've broken down is one day of those items. Okay, let me make it very clear. Okay, day one is manage conflict. Day two is lead a team. Day three is support team performance. Day four, empower team members and stakeholders. Day five, ensure team members and stakeholders are adequately trained. Day six, build a team. Day seven, address and remove impediments, obstacles, and blockers. Day eight, negotiate project agreements. Day nine, collaborate with stakeholders. Day 10, build shared understanding. Day 11, engage and support virtual teams. Day 12, define team ground rules. Day 13, mentor relevant stakeholders. And day 14, promote team performance through the application of EI. Day 15, and moving into all the things in process. Day 15 is execute the project with the urgency required to deliver business value. So there's a lot to unpack here. I can't do it in a few minutes, but the overarching thought is you need to deliver urgently so you get value into the hand of the customer so they can start winning. That's the general idea. Oh my goodness, there is so much to unpack in this one. Think about it like this. In the world of predictive, we're not really focused on speed. We're focused on getting all that scope in and we're focused on cost, right? But for your exam, you need to have a different mindset. The mindset of urgency, value and urgency. If it's value and urgent, I'm going to get into my customer's hands ASAP many reasons. First of all, you want the feedback to make sure you're doing the right thing. You're building the right thing. When you know you're building the right thing, get value into the hands of the customer so they can begin killing the game, so they can begin getting gains from what you deliver to them. Number two, manage communications makes sense, right? PM spends 70 to 90% of the time communicating. Task three in this process domain, which is really more like 17, right? Task 17 overall, assess and manage risks. 
not only do you have to plan how to manage risks, you also need to understand how to perform a qualitative and quantitative risk analysis after you've identified them. And then you need to plan the responses and implement the responses. And you need to know your five responses for threats and your five responses for opportunities. And we've talked about this prior, but you've got the A-T-E-A-M for the negative, you've got the E-A-S-E-E for the positive, void, transfer, escalate, accept, mitigate for the negative. And then you've got escalate, share, escalate, accept, share, exploit, enhance for the positive. You've got to have these things at your fingertips. Number 18, engage stakeholders. It makes sense. As a PM, you've got to make sure your stakeholders are engaged at the right level at the right time. All right, number 19, plan and manage budget and resources. Makes sense. You've got to understand the four estimating approaches, analogous, metric, three point, bottom up. You've got to understand all those, but you need to understand when it comes to resources, how do I estimate my resources? What do I need to do before I get to the point of estimating my activity resources? Number 20, plan and manage schedule. It makes sense to have a schedule and to drive it. In the world of Agile, we use a lot of time boxing, but at the lower levels, in a sprint backlog, we may have more elements that look like scheduling because we have tasks at that level in some teams. Number 21, plan and manage quality of products and deliverables. So determine the quality standard and uphold it all throughout. Number 22, plan and manage scope. Determine the requirements and break down the scope. Break down the WBS into the smaller pieces and then keep an eye on scope. Number 23, integrate project planning activities. Not only do you plan scope and schedule and cost, you got to integrate them and everything else. You got to integrate scope, schedule, cost, quality, resources, communications, risk, procurement, and stakeholder. Number 24, manage project changes. Again, you got to understand the sequence and the cycle of events. You get a change requested of you verbally. What do you do? You got to put it in writing. What next? You got to put it in the change log. What next? You got to do the impact analysis. What next? You got to send it to the change control board. What next? They're going to review it. They may have questions to ask the requester, but if they don't, ultimately they must make sure that they involve the customer, the stakeholders who are critical, the sponsor, they must be included in the discussions, but they're ultimately going to make a decision. After the decision has been made, it's documented in the change log again, then it's communicated, then the team carries out the change request if it's approved. So all this stuff, you need to get familiar with it. Now, for those of you who wonder, well, how do I get all this stuff sequentially? It's in the book called PMP Exam Immersion. PMP Exam Immersion sensitizes you to the right level of predictive, the right level of agile, and it helps you daily have a target. So every day we have one item that we're going after, one task that we're going after. And this book has helped so many people to focus on the right thing. It's like a mindset oriented book, if you will. Number 25, plan and manage procurements. That just makes sense. Define what you need to purchase. Then you conduct the procurement and you select a seller or sellers, your water contract, and then you ensure that the contract is driven to the very end 
that's what you do number 26 manage project artifacts you got all sorts of artifacts you've got artifacts in the world of agile artifacts that may be of a hybrid or predictive nature whatever the case you've got to determine what the requirements are for the artifacts and manage them 27 determine appropriate project methodology methods and practices are we going to do agile predictive hybrid what are we going to do then you have to understand 27 which is all about governance governance are the rules the policies the framework within which authority is exercised you got to understand that word governance. And for those of you who didn't already know, I have a dedicated podcast. Go on down to study.pmradio.org. Some of you may not be aware that there's a second podcast to help you ace this exam, and it's totally free. Studypmradio.org. If you go on down to that site, you will encounter my 40 days to PMP exam success. It's totally free and it's all right there for you on Apple Podcast. Okay, I also have it here on Spotify. If you look for it, it's called PMP exam success in 40 days. And it's a great way of you staying on top of this curriculum that I'm sharing with you right here. Okay. So the next one is number 30, ensure knowledge transfer for project continuity. So things continue. Actually, let me back up. I think I skipped a few. So task 29 is manage project issues. Task 30 is ensure knowledge transfer for project continuity. Task 31 is plan and manage project or phase closure or transitions. Task 32 is plan and manage project compliance. 33 is evaluate and deliver project benefits and value. 34 is evaluate and address the external business environment changes for impact on scope. And 35 is support organizational change. So there's a number of them that I went through very quickly at the end. But the good news is if you go to study.pmradio.org, you can follow each task day by day, by day, and it's totally free. So I know you're on this podcast and you're listening and I'm telling you to go to another podcast. But the, the reason is you will get so much content when you add the second podcast, 40 Days to PMP Exam Success, to your game. Okay, so again, study.pmradio.org. This will help you tremendously. So thank you very much for joining me today. If you have any questions, do put them below. Don't forget, I need your help. I need you to smash the like button on whatever platform you're watching, whatever platform you're listening to this on. All right. Thank you for helping me. And I look forward to sharing more insights about the PMP exam with you in the weeks to come. You take care and bye for now.